Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. But we did enjoy a couple of weeks in Alaska. We went because we have a new granddaughter. If you have your Bibles and can find the book of Job, chapter 29, I'd like to begin reading in verse 1, Job chapter 29, and we're going to go over into chapter 30 a little bit. I've got to tell you that I started this message a couple of weeks ago. And we will get back to our series, Lord willing, next week on reasons to believe. But we're taking, I guess because I got a little vacation from the series on reasons to believe. And I just want to talk to you about something that in my Bible reading, I came across this. And I think it's appropriate for our time. Brother Jackie, you mentioned in your devotional that our world seems like it's going crazy. And these are truly the birth pangs that Jesus spoke about that would happen in the last time, and they'll happen more and more. We'll see them increase. But I wonder how much that we are trusting the Lord and how much we're in fear. I think that modern media plays on mankind's fears. They want to make us more and more afraid. And if And I'll just say, I haven't gone to see all these zombie movies and catastrophe movies, and I don't do that. But I wonder how much that plays in people's minds. That all of these things, this is the end. Well, let me tell you that in the end, when catastrophes come, a fourth of the world's population dies. Men are hiding in the caves, in the rocks. And nowadays, we're hoarding toilet paper. We're not quite to where we're hiding in the rocks and in the caves yet. But people are out buying everything they can get off of the shelves. Well, that's really in Job chapter 29. Job further continues his discourse and said, Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God watched over me. That's really my text, but let's continue reading. When his lamp shone upon my head, and when by his light I walked through darkness, just as I was in the days of my prime, when the friendly counsel of God was over my tent, when the Almighty was yet with me, when my children were around me, when my steps were bathed with cream, and the rock poured out rivers of oil for me. Then I went out to the gate by the city, When I took my seat in the open square, the young men saw me and hid. The aged men arose and stood. The princes refrained from talking and put their hand on their mouth. The voices of nobles were hushed and their tongue stuck to the roof of their mouth. When the ear heard, then it blessed me. And when the eye saw, then it approved me. Because I delivered the poor who cried out, the fatherless 
and the one who had no helper. The blessing of the perishing man came upon me, and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. We'll stop right there. But I want us to think about, especially in verse 2, Oh, that I were as in the months past, as in the days when God watched over me. And if we look in chapter 30, he says in verse 1 of chapter 30, But now they mock at me, men younger than I, whose fathers I disdain to put with the dogs of my flock. Those that he would never have thought of before, now they were mocking Job. And it goes through in chapter 30. You can read through that. And I encourage you to go back and read chapter 29 and chapter 30. Because I want us to recognize that we can't take God for granted. That we cannot take and say, well, in the good old days. I have a bad habit of talking about in the good old days. I think I've got a story for everything. Brother Danny, you call them sea stories. Sometimes you've got stories of when we were here and when we were there, but we're talking about sometimes in the good old days. That's what Job says. Oh, that I were as in months past, as in the days when God watched over me. Oh, I wish we were back in the good old days. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever thought that? Well, in verse 2, we see there's a remembrance. There's a regret. There's a request that it would be back like it was in the days of old. I think that's well for us to remember. The psalmist said it best, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Sometimes we've just got to get back and recognize the beauty of God's creation, the beauty of what the Lord has done, rather than taking things for granted. And maybe in this day and age, maybe we can use what's happening in our world around us to make us recognize the sin of taking God's gifts for granted. That we recognize that God has done such wonderful things. One day this whole world will be restored. One day it'll be restored to a place and we'll see God's handiwork as never before. But I've got to tell you, I've seen some beautiful sights. I hope that you can remember some of the beautiful Handiwork that you have seen of the Lord. Places where you've been. And you recognized how beautiful things are. That was the hand of God. Look at that sunset. Oh, the beauty of God's handiwork. But we don't want to take God's handiwork for granted. We want to see it was His hand. My son-in-law and I walked up a mountain. We got to drive most of the way. <laughs> but we walked up onto a mountain called Tabletop that overlooks Anchorage and overlooks a whole long mountain range all around us. It, Mount Denali. And I just had to mention to my son-in-law, not only because it was really cold, <laughs> but I said, you know, I think we're back in our right perspective now. <laughs> Maybe we need to go... Get back in the car. Because sometimes we have to see the grandeur of God's hands. The grandeur of God's creation. We've got to see all that God can do. And you look far and wide and you see that's what the Lord has done. And all of a sudden we get back into right perspective. 
We need in America today a challenger who will remind us of what it costs to live in a country where we have freedom that will remind us of the cost that we have of being able to just freely come to church, that will remind us of the blessings that we have. We don't want to take America for granted. We don't want to take the blessings and the freedoms that we have rather than asking of Washington for a handout for every this, that, two chickens in every pot, two cars in every garage, or whatever the saying was. I'm not getting it quite right. But that's not what we're here for. We're here because this land was a land where people wanted freedom to worship God as they saw it. That we would get back to a place where we recognize we need to be worshiping God and remembering the, the God of old. Not just the good old days, but the God of old. Our freedom costs so much. Our freedom came at a tremendous price. And we've got to remember that it cost us to continue it. If you've never been able to see, then had your eyes open, you have a new thankfulness for sight. If you've never been able to hear, and then all of a sudden now you can hear, you have a new appreciation for hearing. If you've been laid flat on your back for months at a time, and now you can get up, and get out of that bed, and be mobile, you have a new appreciation for all that the Lord is doing. Or maybe you've sat by the bedside of a dying loved one and you've just wondered, what's it all worth? What's the purpose of life? What's the meaning? But we know that with the hope of the resurrection, we're going to see that person again, but we're going to see the Lord again. We're going to have a much greater than that. Have you ever been at a place where you couldn't sleep? Where sleep wasn't there? And then all of a sudden you can sleep again and you remember, Oh boy, I'm so glad I, I've had sleepless nights in the past. And then you get a good night's sleep and you're thankful. Sometimes we're like Job. Oh, if I could only be like in the months of old. Brother Patterson was my former pastor and he told the story about how he couldn't sleep, how he was up, up till two o'clock. And then he came across and he's reading God's word and he came across the place where it says, he that keepeth Israel shall never sleep nor slumber. And he said, Lord, if you're staying up, I'm going to bed. Well, sometimes we've got to just recognize he doesn't sleep. He is a God at hand. He's a God that's here. He's a God who cares for us. And when we have sleepless nights, he's a God who listens. He is a God who cares. Hi, give me a moment to update you with a bit of information. You can reach us now at schoolofministryresources.org or biblelandmarks.com. You can also reach us at P.O. Box 837, Valley Springs, California, 95252. Please contact us with comments, questions, or to receive handouts and printed material. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to the podcast. Sometimes we need to appreciate our loved ones. We need to appreciate those that are there because when they aren't there any longer, well, let me just say we don't want to take them for granted. And we tell our loved ones right now how much they mean to us, how we appreciate, how we love them.
So many take the Lord's church for granted. So many take the Lord's church and Christians say that they love Jesus and never darken the door of a church. They say, oh, we have a great love for Jesus, but they don't want to come in and we're having a churchless Christianity today. How sad. Jesus loved the church and he is espoused to the church. We cannot take the Lord's church for granted. We can't say, oh, if it were just as in the days of old when the pews were filled. It's our job to be out witnessing and recognize it can't be like the good old days. We're looking forward to the days ahead. Don't take the Bible for granted. We do not want to take the Word of God for granted. There are those in our world that don't have the Word of God and that are, want to have it. They want to have the availability because now we've got Bibles all over the place. You can go into a thrift store and you can find them very inexpensive. You find Bibles everywhere. We can give you a Bible if you don't have one. Don't take the Bible for granted. If, because we hear it so much, we get acquainted with it, what sometimes made our forefathers shout on the aisles puts us to sleep. It lies in the dormitory of our soul. Sometimes we get too familiar. I remember it was the story of J. Hudson Taylor that had gone into China. And he was in inland China where taking the word of God in there. After the worship service, the people wouldn't go home. And Hudson Taylor said, it's all over. We're going home now. Why don't you want to leave? And they said, because you have told us that in Jesus we can have life and have it more abundant. How can we leave? How can we go anywhere? How can we go to our homes and sleep? We've now heard the words of hope. You see, but sometimes because we hear it so often in this land, and we are so blessed in this land that we take it for granted, we forget about the good news that we have. We forget about the good news that we have. Oh, we can be kind of like Uzzah in 2 Samuel chapter 6. Do you remember that man? They're taking the ark. They're going to take the ark back to Jerusalem. And to steady the ark, old Uzzah reaches up and he puts his hand there. But you know the story of that, the background of that. He is the son of Abinadab. And the ark had been in his house for many, many years. Almost 20 years it had rested there. Sometimes we become too familiar, like Uzzah. He had become familiar with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Something that was awe-filled. Something that should have been dealt with with reverence and respect, but it had become a piece of furniture in his home. It had just become a box in his home. And maybe Matthew Henry said it like this. He says perhaps he was trying to show how bold he was, how familiar he was with the ark of God that he could steady it. And God killed him. Why would God strike a man dead for just trying to steady the ark? Because he had lost his reverence for the Lord. He had lost his respect for things that should be filled with awe. He had forgotten that God had made a covenant with Israel. And this was a, to be carried in only a certain way. And when we lose our sense of awe, A-W-E, awfulness, 
being filled with awe, we need a reverence for what our forefathers died for. We need a reverence for what it was so important. Sometimes it's easy to pay church staff to do church work, and then we come out to see the performance. But that's not the way the Lord established His church. It is our job to carry the gospel. It is our job to be the missionaries. It is our job to reach a lost and dying world. It's for us. You can't pay somebody else to do God's work for you. It's our job. This was purchased by Jesus' blood. We should be filled with awe because we have the new life because of what Jesus has done. And maybe that's what bothered Joel in Joel chapter 2. He says, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a sacred assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and nursing babes, let the bridegroom go out of his chamber and the bride from her dressing room. Let the priest who minister to the Lord weep before the porch and the altar. Oh, to come back to the days of old when men feared God, when men feared what the, the reverence and had respect for the Lord. But we can have those days now. We don't want to just say, oh, I remember when. We have the same God that's still doing the same. And our world is asking, what have you got? Just as they asked and Joel was saying, this is why we need to tell the world about our God. This is why we need to shout it out. And we need to blow the trumpet and consecrate a fast. Call the assembly because the world wants to know, what have you got? What do you have? Why are you different? Do they see difference? Do they see anything different? What can God do for you? What is your God doing for you? And how much do we believe and have faith that He'll do it? Sometimes we sing songs that have lost their meaning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. And we forget the meanings. We forget the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But does grace still appear the same as in the hour when I first believed? Oh, that I might be as the months of old. You know, a mortician can make a dead man look as if he's alive. In a warm church, Jesus said... Even though when it's warm, we may be comfortable, Jesus said it made him sick. That lukewarm church. He said, I would rather have you cold. You know what happens when it's cold? You light the fire. You get the fire going, right? You get it burning. Something has to happen. We need to warm up. We need to get it hot again. Well, I've just come from where it was really cold, and I can tell you it's really nice when you get warmed. <laughs> it's really nice to put some gloves on that are nice and, you know, have little heaters and gloves. I didn't know they had heaters and gloves nowadays. They have little heaters and gloves. Glory. It's nice, but you see, that's what the Lord's calling His churches to do. We don't want to be lukewarm. We need to be building the fire. We need to be recognizing that no matter the weather conditions, people go where they want to go. They do what they want to do. Doesn't matter what's happening around. You do what's really on your heart. 
Whatever happens, there's a day coming when the benefits of the gospel will no longer be available. We'll all be saying, oh, I remember the good old days when we could sing, blessed be the name of the Lord. I remember the good old days when we could sing amazing grace. How sweet the sound. And no one wants to hear. I have to tell you that I'm, I'm getting old. I'm, but God called me to preach and he hasn't killed me yet. But when I turn 65, I don't get to retire from preaching. And, and you know what? We might have to build a ramp. Brother Jackie, you may, you may just have to build me a ramp. What do they call it? A dolly. A dolly, you know? And me have to just put on a dolly. And, but I want to preach until I can't preach anymore. Because we can't say, oh, in the good old days. Because we have today. We have now. Lazarus remembered and wanted the crumbs from the table, but the rich man remembered the wells that had been available to him. And he asked, he says, send Lazarus for a drop of water. He remembered the good old days when he could go get a pail of water, but now he wanted just a drop. The rich man in hell wanted just a drop of the water to remember the good old days. How sweet that water must have been, but now to have one drop. Jesus used the valley of Gehenna, that burning pit outside of Jerusalem, and Jesus used the example and taking from the last verse of the book of Isaiah, he painted the lurid picture, and they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of men who have transgressed against me, for their worm does not die and their fire is not quenched. There should be an abhorrence to all flesh. You see, he saw the end of men without Jesus. And we need to recognize the end of men without Jesus. The end of mankind. Men once feared the judgment. I don't think people fear the judgment any longer. I don't think people are afraid of what's coming. But I'm glad you're here. You're not saying, oh, as it was in the days of old. But in our day and age, people are saying, oh, why? There's nothing. Nothing's going to happen to me. They do not recognize the hand of God working even in this day and in this age. The birth pangs of the last days. And I'm not saying the Lord's coming tomorrow or March or, you know, in April or June. I don't know when the Lord's coming is. But I do know He is coming. And I do know that things are in His timetable and it's exactly as He would want. And maybe some things are here to wake us up. They're happening today so that we're not just saying, Oh, if I could just go back to the good old days. But we remember that today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that we do not take our salvation for granted. Is your loved one without Jesus? We're not told to celebrate Jesus' birth, but His death is memorialized. His shame and reproach gladly bear, we sing. Have we forgotten the words of the song? There was a man, a missionary that had gone into South Africa, and he saw some boys playing there. He watched them as they're playing marbles, and he goes up to them and he looks, and they're diamonds. The boys are playing marbles with diamonds shooting them. 
because diamonds were so plentiful. They found them here and there and all over. They could just pick them up and they were just something to shoot marbles with. Do we see holy things and we just play marbles? Do we see things that should be reverenced, precious truths, and just play marbles with them? Has the Word become so familiar that we could recite it, but it doesn't lodge in our hearts? Can we sing a fresh, amazing grace? How great the sound! Or have we just gotten used to it? Have we just said, oh, I remember the good old days. I remember when I got saved. I remember when before. Do you know what God has for you? Do you know what God has in store? I, I'm not a big spinach eater. I'm going to tell on myself here. But just think about if God really let us see everything that he has in store for us, the greatness of glory, the greatness of heaven, it's kind of like that little boy eating a bowl of spinach and he's got a chocolate cake right there. That chocolate cake. Now, my little grandchildren eat pretty good, but you know what? If you put that chocolate cake right there, it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done with that. You see, and I think that's the way it would be in our lives if we really could recognize how great it is going to be when we're standing with the Lord, when we're in His presence. <laughs> we wouldn't want to keep on in this old world. We wouldn't want to keep on in this what's going on here. We don't want to ever get to a place where we say, I'm ready to retire. I'm ready to go on. We need to be like Gideon's band, ready to go out and fight the fight. The next world is going to be just so much greater, so much more than we can. The next chapter may very well be the very best that we can't say, Lord, I wish it were like the good old days. If we see all that the Lord has in store for us, if we see all that He's doing, then we can recognize He's got something better for you and for me. Oh, that we would not say like Job. And I have to say that Job was going through a terrible trial. When Job wrote this, remember, his children had all been lost. They'd all died. He had lost everything. I can understand why he would say, oh, I wish it were like months ago. But he didn't know the end of the book. He didn't know the end of God's blessing when God was going to give him even more, when God was going to do even greater things in his life, when God was going to show Job what marvelous things he had in store for him, that he was going to bless it even greater so that everything is restored and some things doubled in the rest of it. We don't know what he has for us tomorrow. I don't know who holds tomorrow, but I know who holds my people. I know who's got me today. And maybe we're worried about what's happening in the world, and we should be concerned about what's happening in the world. But we've got to keep our trust and our faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. We're not moved by what the media says. We're not moved. We're moved by the Word of God. We're moved by saying, I know who is in control. I have a loving, almighty, sovereign God that cares for me and He's got me in His hand. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. 
If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.